Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome to No Dumb Questions with Mel. First off, can I just thank you for choosing this podcast and episode to listen to? I know you have so many options to select, and I somehow ended up on your playlist and in your ears. Apologies in advance. I'm just kidding. Today's episode is another reflective one. I kind of like these ones because it allows us to spend some intentional time with ourselves. Like whenever I listen to other podcasts, mostly self-help ones, I always walk away wanting to journal and answer the questions they talk to in the episodes. And when I talk about self-help podcasts, I mostly listen to Mel Robbins and Jay Shetty. A lot of Mel Robbins episodes lately. So if you're also looking for a self-help type of podcast, I'd recommend Mel Robbins. In essence, this podcast is kind of like my audio journal or diary. And I hope you either walk away entertained with questions you want to reflect on or feel like I'm the company you need during this time. So for this episode, it is releasing the week of my 33rd birthday. Let's just take a moment there from my, I need to process this. Saying out loud feels kind of weird and exciting. I kind of feel like I'm at the age that truly feels like, quote unquote, an adult. And the age I used to fantasize about when I thought about like my future, like 33 just sounds like a sturdy number. It's really funny because I was talking to my really good friends, the Jerry Watt twins, Justin, Jason, and we're the same age. And they're like, ugh, 33 sounds kind of like, eh. And I'm like, I love the sound of 33. Maybe I'm biased because, again, like I've been thinking about this age since I was like, I don't know, 12. I will say this is an interesting age because it is around the time I told myself growing up that I wanted to get married and start a family. Like 33 was like kind of like my target number. I feel very excited for what's to come this year. You know, by now you may have seen the announcement that I'm uprooting my life and moving from L.A. to New York. A lot to share on that later, but I'm moving with Ray, my boyfriend, and that's going to be its own journey. In a lot of ways, this is like a big year for me because it feels like as it feels as if I'm stepping into this new chapter in my life. I know I say that every year, but like this truly feels like maybe another book in my series of Mel's life because I'm moving and I just feel like also moving with someone. You're like, oh, all these changes. So with that, I wanted to chat through turning 33 and just reflect on 32. I did ask you all for questions on Instagram. I got some pretty good ones that I'm going to be answering today. Like usual, before we get started with today's episode, let's kick everything off with my Google segment. 
So the last thing I Googled, and I'm going to just like warn everyone, it is a little TMI. I Googled how much blood do you lose while you're on your period? And I swear, I bet you other people out there have Googled this too. If you have a period every month, you probably Google this because you're probably curious like I am. And for me, I always feel like I lose a lot of blood during my periods. And I just had the worst leakage last time. And I'm just like, okay, really? Like how much blood am I losing? Well, Google informed me that you lose only two to three tablespoons. Like that's it. Like I put more soy sauce in my fried rice than how much blood I lose every month. And I don't know why it feels more than that. I feel like a drop of blood is so, so saturated. Anyways, I was very curious about this because I just had the worst period symptoms like last month and I couldn't even like do much. I felt like I was bedridden. I couldn't go to the gym. And so I was very curious and I wanted to look it up. Curious though, if you guys also looked up this question, please message me because we're all curious George with this one. Alrighty, let's dive into today's topic, which is reflecting on turning 33. Sorry, I just said saying that out loud always kind of, um, it's weird. I think it's because when I think about when we started ABG, I was, I think the ripe age of like 26, 27. And it feels like, it feels like a long time ago, yet it also feels so recent. So being 33, I'm like, how am I here already? I feel like I live this life of like, is it juxtaposition where it's like, I feel young, but also feel 33. Like, I feel like time has passed, but also not that much time has passed. Like, I don't know. I live this, this weird life. But okay. The first question is a fun one. And it comes from a listener. It says, are you a birthday shy person or it's my birthday month? I will say overall, I am a it's my birthday type of gal. The festivities have definitely gone more chill throughout the years, though. Like in my 20s, it went from like bottle service at a club, like always clubbing and drinking to just a simple gathering of close friends. Like I think back in the day, I would invite like so many people, like mutual friends. But now it's just a tight knit of people that I feel very safe and comfortable around. You're probably asking me like, why, Mel? Why has that changed? It's because one, I just can't hang anymore. Dude, I think you guys listened to the last episode where I literally had the worst hangover of my life and I like blacked out and I'm like, wow, I really can't be doing this. One, I can't hang anymore, but I still like the idea of celebrating. And the second thing that I've been doing a lot more lately with my birthdays is that I've been really trying to play on nostalgia. For example, last year for my birthday dinner, Ray and I decided to go to Olive Garden and it was just, I don't know, it just felt kind of sweet to like go to a restaurant and you kind of grew up seeing the advertisements for and enjoying a simple meal. This year, it's going to be another like chain restaurant that I went to in high school, probably. So I think that's the direction I'm going in. Um, I just don't I don't want to rage anymore. And it's just so crazy because, again, I listened to an old episode, ABG, and it was like one of the requirement episodes of like your partner. And I was saying how like they better hang with me in Vegas. I'm going to club till I'm 40. And here I am at 30, what, 33. And I'm just like, no, Mel, you're incorrect. That is not happening. So, yeah, I think overall I am. It's my birthday type of month or it's my birthday type of weekend and I just want to be with my close friends and have some kind of celebration but not crazy do you know what the secret is to keep a baby skin healthy the secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Okay, the next question gets a little bit more deep. What am I grateful for this last year, like being 32? I am happy that this question starts with talking about gratitude because I will say, I think at the end of 2023, and I was thinking about this the past year, I wasn't very happy with myself. So I'm going to talk about what I'm grateful for, which I think it's good because you should think of the glass half full. Overall, 32, I will say I was grateful for a very simple year. In terms of my relationship, 32 was a year I feel like my romantic relationship grew the most. Being in the same city as your partner and going through the good times and navigating the tough times for the first time made us more connected. Just to give you guys context, Ray and I actually were long distance our first year. And so obviously that doesn't really like show you how I think your dynamic and your day-to-day relationship is going to be. So this is this past year was the first time, you know, we were in person together. We kind of like got used to like our routines. And we also like, I don't want to say the honeymoon phase is like over, but our relationship got real. You know, we had to talk through certain things, communication styles, preferences. And even though those moments were tough, I feel like overall, like we are so solid. Like I think this is the most secure I ever felt in a relationship. And I think it helps that he makes me feel secure. I feel secure in myself. And he's also very secure in himself that I just feel very safe and I could be completely myself. And it's just so weird because like I think the comfort I've reached with Ray is um, one I've never reached with a partner. Like, yeah, and it's getting really like it's really nice. So I will say that last year was a huge step in that aspect, like my romantic relationship. The other thing that I I am very proud of and I'm very grateful for is that I took a huge step in terms of my fitness and nutrition. And I do like a two-episode part on my mini show talking about how I was very insecure and how even just going to the gym was like a big leap forward for me. So 32 was the year of that. And I do plan on continuing that in 33. But those are the things I would say I'm overall very grateful for. And of course, you know, your family and your friends, like those are kind of like a given for me. Those are the two things that stand out in terms of what I'm grateful for. Obviously, I can't talk about what I'm grateful for without talking about the flip side, which is what did I struggle with this past year? I think as much as my relationship with my partner developed very well, I feel like my relationship to myself, like with Mel, took a pause. And I want to say real quick, it's not because of my romantic relationships that I'm just like, oh, I'm all about my boyfriend and I'm going to like neglect Mel. It wasn't like that. I just think I didn't do enough that pushed my personal development meter, like my meter. Yeah, I feel like I have a meter when it comes to this. And I didn't spend any time like reflecting. When I say reflecting, I do journal every morning, like a quick five minute journal session to kind of talk about like affirmations and gratitude. 
But I, in the past, I used to do like long form journaling. I would sit there at a cafe or in my bed for like an hour just to think about my life and how I'm feeling. It's like a physical examination for your mind and your body. And to be honest, last year, I didn't do that at all. I just kind of like, oh yeah, I did a quick check-in. Remind yourself, Mel, keep going in the morning. That's it. But I didn't like really pause to ask myself like, hey, Mel, are you happy? Do you feel fulfilled? Are you doing the things that you want to do to make yourself hit these values like personal development or inner harmony? And I think because of that, by the end of the year, I just felt so, I felt unfulfilled. And again, when I talk about a personal development meter, just because I took a step forward with my fitness and nutrition, and that's probably, that's one aspect. My meter, even though I did that, my meter didn't rise to hit. It didn't hit the mark for me. It wasn't enough. So that was one thing I identified, which I'm trying to change with this year. Like, for example, one little quick thing I'm already doing to like solve that is I made a goal to read a book every month. I love reading. I didn't get to do that at all last year. And I like only read three books. I know life is busy, but I always find myself feeling like I feel a little bit inspired. I feel like I'm learning something whenever I read a book. So this year I put that goal back on. Another thing that I struggle with that it was really hard for me to find a solution to was I felt really uninspired and I just didn't know what to do about it. I think this lack of inspiration just for life and myself it eventually came down with me feeling just fine with my life. Like, that's it. I'm okay with it. In a way, like my life felt very monotonous. Like I did the same thing every week. Even though I, I was like okay with it on the day-to-day, I think ref- like pulling back, I wasn't very happy with it. And I remember towards the second half of the year, I was like, man, Mel, you got to do something about this. Like you feel very like bleh. Again, I do the same thing every week, every day. And again, I'm blessed and happy with my days, but it just didn't feel enough. And I was like seeking the answer to this. I was like, where do I find inspiration? And I actually grabbed lunch with one of my old interns and she was a former ABG member, Steph. Steph, I'm not sure if you're listening, but I loved our lunch. We had a lunch and she was telling me, she was like, Mel, I feel uninspired. I would love to talk about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, me too. And during the lunch, she shared this, her perspective. I don't know why during the lunch, I thought she'll be like, oh, I don't like my job. Or there's something like she didn't like about her life that she wanted to like work through. And so when I asked her, she was like, no, I love my job. I actually like really love my life. And I was like, oh, then why are you feeling uninspired? And she said, I feel like the life I'm living right now is the life I would love to live when I'm like in my 30s or like four years from now. For context, Steph is in her like 26. She's like 26, 20, 27. And when she said that, I was like, man, like, I really resonate with that because when I reflect on my life, I am very like fortunate. Like I do like, that's why I say every day felt fine. Like I was okay with it. Like I like the work that I do. I love my friends and I felt like I was being semi-productive and like going, working out and it felt fine. It felt, felt good. But for some reason it just didn't feel enough. And when she said that, like, I would love this life a few years from now, I was like, shit. Like, I think I feel the same way about my own life. Like When I think about my life in LA, I reflect on the fact that I've been here for eight years and I kind of know that this is the place I want to settle in. And if you know you want to settle somewhere and you're not trying to have a family in the next two years and get married, there's a sense of adventure that's still in me that I haven't got to conquer or do yet. So when she said that, I was like, okay, this is the time to live all the things you wanted to do. And so I just felt very 
like, I guess, encouraged by that conversation, Um, which leads me to my next question that I got from Instagram was, what have you learned about yourself in the past year? Well, to be honest, the biggest thing I learned was this sense of adventure and wanting to experience new things is still very much there, which honestly is why I'm so excited for New York more than I am scared. And I've been scared. I'm just like, oh my God, never moved cross country before. I just feel like I'm going to learn so much about myself through challenges. And I just can't wait to walk around the city and like feel the energy and feel the vibe. Another thing I learned, and I think this is also tied to being in a new city, is when I say my life got monotonous in LA, I also feel like I got really comfortable. And comfort is a great thing. But I think part of me wants to be challenged still. And there was one moment that also stuck, like, stuck out to me was I got invited to this event. This is like a Taiwanese American event. And I was actually very nervous to attend because I was going by myself and I had no one to go with. And I was like, man, like, I don't know anyone. Like, I'm nervous. Like, I, how do I handle the situation? The last time I remember like going to an event purely by myself because I wanted to was probably in college or when I first moved to LA. And so I went to the event and when I walked through the doors, I don't know, something just clicked in me and I just was very excited and wanting to meet everyone. And it was a good reminder, like, Mel, you could still, you could handle social situations by yourself. You don't have to rely on other people to be your clutch. I made new friends. I remember my, my community of being, like, I remember my identity of being Taiwanese American. Like, I just felt so connected to this. It just reminded me, like, of college when I literally wanted to join TASA and I didn't know anyone. But walking away from that experience, I gained the most amazing friends, the best experience I could ask for in college. And so when I went to that event last year, I was like, Mel, I think I think you want to like go through this again. And so when I think about New York, I'm very excited to put myself out there and see what I'm capable of. Because I think in some ways I gone a little too comfortable. So that's the one thing I really want to do with next year is one, feel a sense of adventure and experience new things. And two, just challenge myself to kind of get outside my comfort zone and feel so fulfilled afterwards or feel accomplished by doing that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, my next question is, what does 33 mean to you and what do you want to do? I think based on all the things I've been saying, 33 means a new chapter in my life, like purely, like truly a new chapter or a new book. It is a big step in my relationship with Ray, like moving in with your partner and then moving across country is a huge milestone. Overall, I feel like turning 33 feels like a refresh for my life. Like, I don't think I want to reinvent myself. But I feel like I'm going to transform this year. Like, I'm hoping to transform. Like, I have to. By going through moves, going through changes, you're going to have to change. And I just want to be proactive with what I want and actually live my life. One thing I really want to say is the reason why I find this episode to be very special to me is because 
in January, after feeling kind of sad about how I felt with the past year, as I was, you know, reflecting and just doing my goals, the one thing I told myself is, Mel, this is the time for you to be honest and transparent with yourself and with others around you. Because I think this is a time you need to tell yourself what you truly want. And not only that, go for it. Like do the things that you've always wanted to do because this is it. This is the time to do it. And I think in the past, I always had inklings and some desires that I kind of ignored or made excuses not to do because I'm like, oh, that's inconveniencing someone or, oh, Mel, that's not the time for it. Or like, oh, you're so comfortable. Like, why do you want to change this? Like, everything's so great. Like what? No. In the end, the reason why I felt uninspired and like unfulfilled is because I wasn't being honest and true to myself. And so with 33, that's going to change. Like, I'm not going to do that no longer. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I just want to live my life so I can be happy. This leads to another question. Are you where you thought you'd be 10 years ago? And this is from a listener. I will say this is a great question. And I was kind of on the, I wasn't sure how to answer. I said yes and no. I probably thought I'd be married by this age. Like, I think 33 was the age I'm like, I'm getting married. But I kind of don't mind. I feel like I kept my expectations, though, at 33 kind of broad. I think back then I was 23. I was like, I just want to be working in my passion, in a relationship slash married. And that was it. And again, I don't mind where I'm at. I feel like I'm so I'm where I'm supposed to be. The one thing I didn't predict, though, was I never thought I'd move out of California. I thought once I moved to L.A., like, that was it. Like, L.A. was the place for me. I was like, oh, the weather is great. This is where my industry is. Like, L.A. is so cool. I really thought that. I was like, oh, L.A. is so cool. And that's probably the biggest thing that has changed is I didn't think I'd move out of L.A. and want to explore a city like New York. New York was never on my list, ever. But things change. Oh, this is a very good, I guess, like, tangible question. Have you started preparing financially for your future family? Yes. Well, I started putting into my retirement fund a couple of years ago, like more actively. And my wedding fund was also created because, to be honest, I really want a nice wedding. I want a wedding for sure. In terms of home buying, I came to the conclusion, and some people might feel very different, that I don't want a house anytime soon because I honestly don't know where I'm going to be. Like, I don't want to buy a house because who knows what city, what state I'm going to end up raising a family or wanting to buy a house in. Even when I think about LA, I don't know where I want to like buy a house. Like, Pasadena is nice, but it's really expensive. I kind of like Irvine. Like, I don't know yet. So I think with that, I don't have an instant desire to buy a house. I know my other friends do. Like, they much rather buy a house than spend money to a wedding. And I get it. Logically, financially, that makes the most sense. But for me, that's not what I desire. So as of now, not yet. The thing I want to make sure that I am prepared for financially, probably after a wedding, is making sure I have enough money to raise a child. I'd rather have a baby before buying a home. And the way I want to raise my child, I want to be, I want to provide the best. And I think with that, you have to be financially ready. So this is what Ray and I talk about. When we talk about having kids, we just both say we want to be mentally ready and financially ready to have children. Again, I know this can be very different from what other people want, but realistically, it's what I feel works for me. Speaking of family planning in the future, the next question, again, from a listener is, are you ready for marriage? Oh, a loaded question. And to be honest, when I was reflecting on this question, I was surprised at my own answer. I'm getting there. The more time and experiences I go through with Ray, I feel like that feeling of wanting to get married is getting much closer. And it's so weird. Like, I feel it in my heart. That sounds like a freaking Disney song. 
I think moving in together is going to be one of the biggest things we have to go through in order for us to kind of determine if this if marriage is the next step. But I will say I can see marriage in the near future if we get through this year. And that kind of flows my mind sometimes. Like, dude, what if I get engaged next year? Let's not rush it, though. Like, I think I'm happy where we are, but I could feel that desire and preparedness coming sooner. Okay, this one's a little random, but I kind of like it. Everyone says one's metabolism drops after 30. Do you feel this impact? Again, I'm not 100% sure on this for me because I did gain some COVID weight. And I can't say it's because of my metabolism or because of my weight gain. I can't really tell you. I will say that my body is just more sensitive to certain foods now. Like I cannot eat spicy foods as much or my stomach is wrecked, which is really sad, especially when I eat like spicy noodles or hot pot, like certain sauces. Like, I mean, I still do it occasionally because I cannot give that up. But the next morning, I want to feel it for sure. And another thing I do, I take greens every morning, like powdered greens, and I try to eat a balanced meal to correct my digestion. So that's like the biggest change. So maybe you could say it's metabolism, but realistically, I just think it's just my gut health. But in my 30s, I have taken more active care of my digestion because I saw effects of it not working as well. I guess the last thing I want to answer in this question, I think is really fitting to close off this episode is, what do I want to feel for 33? I kind of already answered this in a previous question, but just to, you know, reiterate, because I am excited for this year, I want to feel more alive and just inspired by life. I want to lean to the joys and hobbies that I had 10 years ago, and I want to rediscover this zest for life that I used to have more of. And I say that because I was talking to Justin, and we're talking about, like, moving and all this stuff and changes. He was like, Mel, I knew you when you moved to LA, and part of me, you had this excitement. You had this, like, exuberance and zest and I think a lot of it some of it got a little lost or it changed and I feel like this move for you like I want you to get that back and when I heard that I was like I think he's kind of right so with 33 I want to rediscover this zest and mostly I want to feel by the end of this year really happy and accomplished with 33 and to be honest I feel like I'm on that path right now Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. This one is a personal one. And I don't know if any of my other fellow listeners are also turning 33 this year. And maybe you could relate to some of the my answers. And thank you again for those who submitted questions. They were so great. To me, this was a great way to kind of, again, speak some truth about how I feel about this year. And I'm excited to celebrate with my friends like so my birthday plan this year I mentioned I went to Olive Garden last year I think this year I'm gonna go to Chili's because I used to go to Chili's a lot in high school and I really want their southwestern egg rolls and maybe a fajita and I might go to the beach afterwards because I gotta take advantage of all all the LA has to offer before I leave to New York so my birthday plans kind of chilled this year but again thank you so so much for listening like I know I expressed my gratitude early on the episode but I really just want to spend some time just sharing how grateful I am and appreciation for you all because I just feel like you're part of this journey with me and I'm excited for you to be there as I step into this new year and chapter and for those of you that have been here been there with me since I was 27 I just thank you just thank you that's all I'm gonna say again like always make sure to follow us on Spotify Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you get your podcast thank you so much everyone again and I'll catch you on the next episode bye everyone